Oh, it's that time of the week, fuckers. Time to come back into inside of the GM studio. I'll get this intro in at some point, I swear, I promise. But it's a podcast all about the tabletop RPG hobby. Usually we're focusing just on the game masters, but this, you fucking assholes, is a special show. I got two people here that we all just played a game of the 1986 TSR's Marvel role-playing game. And you've heard their names before. Dave and I have talked about them many a times. I got Rob and Liam here with me. And we're going to talk about this fucking game because there's lots to talk about. The fucking thing. First of all, I'm going to talk about something. There's so much potential in this game. But I don't think our game master or any of us are really in that stride yet. Well, I mean, I want to say I like it first first and foremost it's fun you know but it does fall a little short in my opinion of making us into like the justice league you know or even close to that you know we're we're more like a group of weirdos who's not even sure if we should continue to talk to each other after this first session right like i mean like we all kind of i think every character is like i think i should get away from that guy except for maybe harvey harvey probably my guy is harvey he liked matt's character that's because my my character's weakness is uh, direct sunlight and being like totally exposed. And Matt's character emits darkness, so it's like he found the the best like homie ever in Matt's character. So he's like, I just want to stand yeah. here, the dark guy. Mm-hmm. All right, Liam. Uh, first impressions. Oh, oh boy. Uh, how do I t- how do I talk about this? Uh, yeah. Well, just like any good old random character generation tends to go there's always one person and it was kind of looking like it was going to be my buddy rob over here as like the underpowered character but no that was entirely me (laughs) um and that that's okay you know that's fine uh it just it it made things rather weird uh because there is this this disparity we have some people that have five to ten powers and like amazing stats and then on the exact polar opposite oh and then a bunch of skills too then on the exact opposite end of that one cool power though uh, with no skills no education no background really and then uh i have one cool power and it's not even that high rank of a power but it is like the power itself is cool but i'm gonna have to roll extremely uh, well to ever be able to use it in any way shape or form uh, it doesn't. It's not. I don't think it's money that it's leveled up. Zero so you just gotta resources. like be yeah, exactly. uh, non-violent or non-fatal, rather. I think to level up. That's what I'm getting. See, you'd be you'd be correct. You'd you'd be correct in that, except oh. unless you're some. Oh, sort but of then you just ask our rich character, uh, and then you do need resources with like <laughs> almost no powers. Uh, EJ's guy. Yeah, just be like, hey, upgrade me, homie. And I mean, he it. he has money, so yeah. I mean, that is that is that is super. Yeah, yeah. come on. I, yeah, he's yeah. kind of a dick, though. Right? Yeah, he's he's Bruce Wayne. He's <laughs> Tony Stark. But anyway, um, oh yeah, yeah. And so you know, I'm trying to play my character, who's just like, I'm just trying to be a good person. And I'm trying to play like a good guy, and then I go and throw a bunch of dude. I've seen like, so far out of shit, this group, you know, and I don't get any experience for the whole session because I throw exactly. A bunch of 
<laughs> and that that's yeah so it's uh you know i have this one really amazing power if i can if i had the stats to be able to back it up which i kind of don't uh because there's gonna come a limitation to that of like that's why i was like well i grew up on a farm and i have molecular conversion so uh i just quickly researched it was like all right uh silo gases yeah cool i would know about this sort of thing like so i'm trying to relate it all mm -hmm. back to like the fact that i'm like trying to start a recycling program you know what you should do i have an idea just now i had an idea for your guy so your guy should just like have an intrinsic knowledge of molecular structure of stuff due to his power her power you know what i'm saying like because she can change it she also can kind of feel it uh, I feel like you'd you you'd be correct if this know, was like I know, but a I feel like you're generation, making that but it's like I am I am literally a cyborg that like, dates myself Spencer would have in my a garage. Problem at all with you <laughs> doing it the other way? But I love personally set limitations. Talking about that Matt's character for fun. Oh yeah, the, lets the dice tell him if he's going to use the power, and I love it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Let let the dice because fall they may. Whenever I read any comics with the Dark Force in it, at the very beginning, when anybody ever started to, you know, function with the Dark Force, it would always take them over at first, and they had to learn to really grab hold of it and use it. So I thought, fuck it, man. This is kind of like the new thing for me. So I'm just going to start doing a binary to see if the Dark Force takes over and just does its own thing or if I can control it. It's super time. fun. Because that's just, I find that a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun. But of course, Matt it said could like hurt three times throughout the party. Said, but, eh, well, well, Dark you know, Force does what it wants, man. Sometimes, <laughs> and going back, it does. Uh, so speaking of like what Liam was talking about with the the random generation of it all, not terrible. I think there could have been a little bit something better to try to bring everything together. The one thing I did like, I do like rolling randomly for powers to an extent because it made me think like oh this is what i was born with all of a sudden like you don't get a choice in the comics if you were born with a power it's not like you really got to choose just like oh this just sort of happened and now i got to learn how to use this to be a hero in this world and i kind of like that uh, other than that yeah again my only skill i have physics i know physics okay cool that I rolled for contacts, you have no contacts. Oh, well, well, that'll make it better because I've just moved to New York. How about that? That makes it a little bit easier. And, but then it's just like, because I still don't know what phase rip, what everything of phase rip means yet. All I know is that my intuition is super fucking high, but my intellect for being a physicist, not that high. RNG, I don't know if I'm doctorate level, but I'm going, I'm still saying I'm fucking, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor in physics. Uh, no, not well, all the way. Let, let, look at it like this. Um, you know, you don't actually have to be smart to get a college degree. Uh, you just work hard and very pass true. the test. Like, that's okay. Hey, uh, very true. I'll take that. Yeah, I almost feel like some of these lesser powers or weaker powers should be like maybe... You should get like a, a main power, which is decent, and then a second role that lets you have potentially secondary wimpier powers. I think having water breathing be the only thing you get is a bummer. You know what I mean? Like it's just gonna you're, you're gonna have a mm -hmm. bummer time the whole time. You're gonna be 
you know, Avery's going to be teleporting people and Liam's turning chain links into butter and stuff or whatever. And like, you're like, well, I could breathe underwater, but I'm getting shot at by cops. So I guess I hide, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it, it seems like <laughs> yeah. it was, it was like, it was kind of like a, like I jump in the developers, like, you'll never catch me. <laughs> you know, like, they just like, screw that one guy a little, you know, by having these be just as possible for your yeah. only power as the others, you know. All right. Here's going to come the real kick in the ass, which uh, I've talked about us playing this game on this show before and how I think this game is so fucking simple. The rules of it is so fucking simple, but yet they made it so difficult because. Uh, and I've talked about it on the show, you roll a D hundred, you have a number that you have to go through, but not like in Call of Cthulhu or in anything else that uses a percentile where you just got to get under that number. No, you got to take what your stat is, be it amazing, be it exceptional, whatever, get on a chart, roll a D hundred and see if you succeed. Mm. I, it's just way too many steps, yeah. man. I'd rather just be able to roll some dice and say, yep, I did uh, it. It definitely falls under the curse of like, uh, just a mid nineteen eighties uh like role playing system. It, it it does. Yeah, TSR wanted to do something different. Yeah, and and really know, everyone back then was was trying to reinvent the wheel. And uh, I mean, this is where we got Dungeon World from, and that was that that in of itself was also an incredibly complicated system, way more so than it needed to be. Um, so uh, much so that like that's why I mean, this is what eventually led to. Um, this is this is basically what eventually led to third edition for D and D is that all of these steps were too complicated. I mean, the Thaco system back then was also super complicated. And like, wait, so I have good armor, so it's lower. Like that doesn't that doesn't yeah. make any sense to anybody, including at the time. And that's what I started with. Uh, no, yeah, back in the eighties, the nerds just wanted they wanted charts, they wanted charts, and they wanted numbers, but they wanted it to be a little bit easier than. Trying to think of whatever your to hit armor class zero. Yeah, exactly. Was. It was like to play as a wizard. We had to make these rules that you basically had to have like a, a, a few class levels in wizard just to be able to understand this book. I know. I'm trying to think of a way that I can take the chart and like just get the numbers that says if you roll uh -huh. from here to here green, here to here I feel yellow, like it here could to have here a, red. You know, like a set. Okay, so success is over fifty. Unless you have a weak power, you know, or you're you're weak, you're weak in that skill, and then it changes, and that's what it is. But just with that chart, it 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 does seem more confusing than it needs to be. But it ultimately is just mm -hmm. a scaled. Okay, so if you have a crappy skill, mm -hmm. then yeah, and it seems success is going to be a much further down in the number chart. Then you have you have uh, lesser bricks to get. Yeah, for those out there that are listening, uh, the way that it works, <clears throat> so it's this chart, but say you have a, uh, like I have a 20 an and something. An, an excellent. So down it goes white for about 10 bricks, and then there are five bricks of green, there are three bricks of yellow, and then there's two bricks of red. Mm -hmm. Green is a success, yellow is an exceptional success, and then red is like a critical success. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you had a, a remarkable, except, you know, I don't know what the top one is, 50 or whatever. And it is other, some... or something, a skill in it, 
probably succeed in the like, worldly what is it? They, 25 like, through 30 otherworldly on a roll you're you know way higher to get a success in it and that's i mean that's essentially what we all expect anyways but this just chart honestly looking at it is daunting you're like oh God, you know <laughs> all these words on it and yeah. stuff <laughs> mm. it's always a funny experience for me when i i look at something and i go like Man, uh, Heroes Unlimited oddly did this better, and like, cause that is saying that with a huge caveat of just like, yeah, cause that system is a oh, mess. Oh God, Heroes Hero was a, it's still a fucking mess. I know people that are still trying to play it to this day, and it is a big mess. I again coming back to my very favorite, uh, because of this show, I ha we have That's a listener. She's like our number one fan, Rebecca out there. Hey, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Boo. She, she sent me, uh, the PDFs for ICRPG and I fell in fucking love with it. <clears throat> and, uh, ever since our game is a section in ICRPG for superheroes. And I'm just like, God damn it. I could just talk. Spencer has owned all of this stuff since the game it actually it came bad. out but and has yeah. been waiting to play it with people. So it's going to be pretty hard to convince him to switch. <laughs> yeah. Since 1986. I know. Just like, hey, man, if we did this, because ICRPG is a very simple system. You have your six basic abilities, strength through charisma, and then you just got a plus one or a plus two next to each one. You roll a d20, and there's just a single number that you're trying to hit every scene. Pretty simple. And I think from the amount that, uh, that we joke and drink around the, our table, it might be a little bit better because... After a few drinks, even if you are staying somewhat sober, you had a couple. Know, I've drinks like made your head when you start Spencer looking at that chart. You're like, stuff to me like three times in a row while I'm making my rolls. I'm still totally confused. I'm like, I'm just gonna roll it. I don't know what you just said to me. Did he do it? No. Like, did my guy do the thing? Oh, he didn't. Okay, cool. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Mm -hmm. Well, I do like. It seemed Spencer was starting to get a grasp of it later on because at the beginning. Even he was kind of floundering a little bit. Uh, like when he was coming up with the, you know, the reflex thing, what's your highest, you know, your intuition or whatever, mm -hmm. and that'll be your initiative. It's like, okay, that's cool. You know, making some house rules, that's all good. And, but every now and then we would ask him a question. He's just like, oh, I don't know. Hold on, let me grab the book here. Oh, you know what? I don't know. Let's just do this. But later on, <clears throat> when we were in the altercation with the police in the alley and all that, it seemed like he was starting to hit it out. He was just like, all right, go ahead and roll this. You're going to need a yellow. Go ahead and roll this. All we need is a green. And I was like, all right, no, he's starting to get a little bit. And he, my God, one thing I got to give to Spencer is he took more notes than any other game master I've had in a very long time. He was constantly jotting shit down in his little notebook. And I was like, Spencer really surprising me. I oh, think, I, um, I think, I think. When Spencer hits his strikes, I don't think he's there yet. Uh, and this is that's not mm -hmm. uh, that's not a complaint. That is uh, not a criticism. It's an observation. Um, just as one game master to another, uh, I think part of what his issue is, is uh, for from my point of view, is that he's not fully committing yet. Um, and I mm -hmm. don't mean like so playing a role. I mean that these early nineteen eighties, mid nineteen eighties games. The dungeon master uh, or the game master, they had 
like a more defined role. I mean, there were like D&D at the time was still utilizing like the you have your stats in front of you, but the dungeon master was the one rolling the dice. So like they had a much bigger hand in actually doing things. And uh, I, I just think that once he starts not once he allows us to open up and he's not just purely trying to guide us slash reacting to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you guys, because I'm all a sole player of never role play or been GM. I've, I've thought about it. You know, I've given some story ideas and stuff. But I've never like gone. I've never taken the jump and done it myself. But so you guys both do really regularly. Do you think that Spencer meant for us to fight those cops? Or do you think he had more of a story and we messed it up? I'm curious. No, he wanted us. That's what I thought, wanted, too. Uh, an altercation with yeah. the police. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Uh, it's something just to, like, combine all of us together. Like, we have this this driving force. And, you know, um, heroes on That's the run That's what I suspected, too, but like I was worried, you know, because trope. I'm constantly that player who doesn't mm -hmm. quite notice the subtle thing my GM is trying to get me to do. And then I just, like, kick the fucking door open and, like, spit in the wizard's face and start this big-ass fight that, like, shouldn't happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I think, uh, I think Spencer was trying to, uh, show us everything about the game a little bit too close to each other when he should have tried to spread it out or he might've tried, but I just think we our roles were not exactly the best, uh, during the combat encounter. So, mm -hmm. uh, I think we took a little bit longer than he, uh, originally thought it was going to take. Because we were missing oh, yeah. a and lot. And I was afraid then, to fight because just... my guy's not really, he doesn't really want to go kill a bunch of cops and stuff. You know, the one guy I hit, I did say I punched him in the throat. Okay, I fucking said I punched him in the throat. It was stupid. I should have been like, I bonk him on the head, you know? But like, um, yeah. Yes. You did. <laughs> next you time, did. next time Harvey will bonk the cop. I didn't realize that 20 you. strength meant I was Captain America. You know, I thought I was yeah. like a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, whenever, um, the dark force came out i made sure it was like the only thing that i'm gonna right, make sure yeah. to say is that it's gonna stun damage it is stunning it is not doing physical damage i mean it honestly it had me looking up <laughs> like all these things of like ah, i wonder what like a flammable gas i could turn like the air into but then we're not like, yeah we're not go ahead heroes, and fire at you know? me that's, that's not gonna work out that's well that's what you. the villain does with their powers you know exactly I know, and that's why mm -hmm. I was like, that's why I was like, all right, fine. I'll just like turn it into like, I'll make the area slippery. I'll like make them woozy and lightheaded I, by just like. I tried well, to make up for my breathing in straight carbon dioxide you know, right like, now. Justifying it that I was trying to save Connor or whatever from the handcuffs, and he had just been hit by the cop. And also, like, I tried to save uh, Mark, Matt's character, yeah. when he was like a little lightheaded or whatever. I ran over and grabbed him. You know, I'm trying to make sure that Harvey is being heroic. Mm -hmm. I just, I did make a. a a too mean of a of a called shot on the guy the cops throat for sure next up um the uh, the free flow of the game so you're the powers in the book they try to do pretty good about saying what you can and can't do with them but i believe what i every time that i read through the book and i read through the powers it's always just like use your imagination to the fullest you know just use these guidelines of the powers and sometimes when we were using our powers, Spencer was doing really good. He was doing very good of saying, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. But With, then there was especially sometimes... my power. I felt like he wouldn't let me really use it to my benefit. Like 
I'm supposed to be fully aware of my surroundings, like at all times. Yet I'm not like more aware that I'm going to get shot for a dodge or like uh, that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's kind of what it's for. You know, I mean, what else is it for? Yeah, it's definitely what it is for. Um, again, I'm hoping it's just him trying to like figure out how he's going to run this. But uh, especially for you, Liam, because your power is so vague. vague, like you have to have really good imagination and maybe a quick Google search on you to be able to use it. Do you feel like Spencer was giving you the right leeway to use your power? I thought, uh, yes. yeah, well, yes and no. Um, for actual game mechanics, yes. For running the game, yes. For making me feel as though I have player agency, no. <laughs> Ooh. Um, it's just because, like, it, because my powers are so not defined, like, they are, but, like, that block of text is very confusing. Uh, and I've read through it multiple times, and I'm still not entirely sure if I've got it right at all. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I feel like there is a certain amount of, okay, I'll give it as an example. This is homework for a GM. This is, this is homework for a GM. Your player is playing a class that they do not fully understand. It's up to you, because we're all trying to have fun here. It's up to you as the game master. It's not just up to them. And that's that's actually the one critique I'm going to give him is that he does say it's not my job to know how to do this. It is kind yeah. of his job to know how to do this because he has more experience with the system than literally anybody else. Yep. And we've said that on this show many times as well. Number one job of the GM is to know the fucking rules because the players. <laughs> no, I don't. I never oh, do. God, excuse me. As I have a couple of my old players here, they don't read the fucking books. They don't do the readings. And that's. But that's that's okay. That's okay because part of part of the job of the GM is one, you don't have to memorize this stuff. These are reference materials. No. But like you should probably like put like a bookmark in like the portion of the book that you know that like well, my player is like really struggling with like what uh like this telepathy ability actually can utilize. So being able, like reading through that, having a firm understanding doesn't have to be a complete understanding, but a firm understanding of it to be able to guide that player and like, well, here's what you could do with this. Give some examples. And uh, because even if I don't use those examples, I can use those examples to think of my own that are similar. And that that would be nice. That would be that would be yeah, yeah. Uh, like a kind GM style. As opposed to this slightly <laughs> adversarial one that, uh, like, I think he's a little bit more used to. He's really going forward with this adversarial GM thing. And I've, I don't know if it's just because I've been playing role-playing games for 25 years now and that I'm getting older and I find that it's a little bit more fun if you are a fan of the players. <clears throat> but that old school thought of, I'm here to challenge them, I'm here to take them down. And they need to be, we are not friends. We are against each other. I just can't get behind anymore, man. It's, it's you so can have rough. That challenge. You can do all that other stuff. And to be perfect. Okay. This is why I always talk about, um, uh, having decent amount of comedy in a game because mm -hmm. that comedy, that bit of levity, uh, adds weight to any dramatic scene that you might have with those characters later on. 
they're a little bit more emotionally connected. So that way, when you do pull the rug out from underneath them, it it hurts a little bit more. Even though you want them to succeed, you're trying to you're trying to guide them with these basically like a theater or a directorial cue of like, you know, ask your players like what it's like the campfire scene at, in my Dark Sun game with you guys. I would just ask you like, you don't know each other. You just went through all of that. Have that conversation. And it's those moments that are going to like later on build to this like mm-hmm. when you I do actually like do something. Yeah, I love that, that moment it's, when the DM says, oh, you guys all just went through something. How are you feeling about this? Mm. How are you feeling about this? That sort of stuff. Or like even the um the thing with some of Matt's campaigns where he'll ask us like um uh-huh. it's like a story about love from our past or a story about, you know, loss from our past or whatever. And you just have to make it up right then. But it's mm. great because then it gives you a chance to really flesh out like who your guy is and kind of what has like caused him to become an adventurer and stuff. Yeah, I do hope with this uh with the Marvel game that we get a little bit more and that's whoa my god Spencer like guns ablaze and come out with the role play I don't remember this the last time that we played this with Spencer it was me and Nate Higley we played uh just like one or two sessions of it with him and I think he was a little bit more just like <clears throat> just trying to get through the game to teach us how to mm-hmm. the rules and all that but this one here he went in role playing a heavy like fuck yeah dude I like it Let's keep this yeah, up. Yeah, commit. Uh, I mean, that's the best way to get your players to engage is to engage them. Um, I mean, this is good. Piggybacking off what we were just talking about, the thing I just brought up is, uh, you know, you have that one. There's always that one quiet player. That one is like mm-hmm. they're inside their own shell. They're inside their own head. They are doing the roles. They're talking about what they're doing, but they're not really like, being in character and that's fine but like you i want to engage them so the rest of the parties uh, or like maybe one person's doing like some sort of skill challenge where they're being like social and it's like you know they're trying to engage in this uh other type of encounter where it's like the other party can't really help because they're not very good at that but you can still engage them by saying like well what are you thinking about how does your character mentally react to what's going on here like this is a style of interaction you just wouldn't do are you fascinated by this are you impressed that someone else could do that because you know again it comes down to player agency you're you're having these ideas of you know and you your character you mm-hmm. yourself yeah i I'll, ultimately i i almost feel like my guy gets turned off in a scene like that i'm just like well i'm just uh, i'm in the corner well uh, they're doing that thing you know i might even bring up like oh i'm outside yeah. drinking in the streets or something i don't know like mm-hmm. I, yeah but this is a way to bring them in Exactly. And this is a great way to pull you back uh, back in because you could just be asking, well, what are you doing while they're doing that? And that's as simple as that. Mm. Uh, When you say uh, Spencer commit, uh, one thing out there, dear listeners, when Spencer Spencer is a very loud individual, the man has some pipes on him. So when he was committing, boy, was he committing. I mean, he was shouting at the top of his lungs. And I think he could have gotten louder, but holy shit. I haven't heard Spencer get that loud. He very much committed to that role. Oh, yeah. Trying to do the the Boston Irish cop accent and stuff. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Even EJ, the guy that owned the place that we were uh, playing at, 
just kept I every time I looked at him, he was like looking over my Spencer, favorite like, EJ face was up. whenever Matt neighbors. said the darkness is is in charge or whatever. Like, well, the dark force does what it wants. EJ gives him this look like, yeah, but you chose that. You know, he's got this look. I he just doesn't understand it. I think it's so funny. <laughs> I know. I just want to find different things to do in the game. Like, uh, I don't have a problem rolling mm-hmm. percentile. I love that Spencer just was like, well, sure, that's great. You know, that was that's, that was a good DM move for him, for sure, just to let your character pick some random yeah. like hindrance, really. Oh. Very happy about that. Yeah. Well, also, because when I rolled for my limitation or my vulnerability, whatever you want to call it. So are we using this as your, your weakness is the, the role? Maybe. Oh, I'm going to talk. It's like an expression of your weakness. Yeah, because my my actual weakness is energy absorption or something like that. And as we were reading it, <clears throat> maybe. No, that wasn't it at all. It was something completely different. I don't remember what it was. I remember me and Spencer looking at each other like, okay, it's a little weird and odd. Maybe we'll Wait, go with Hold on. Else. So it's just. Well, I mean, the energy absorption thing um, makes sense, especially if this is essentially you have similar powers to Cloak because Dagger had to Mm -hmm. basically use her light daggers to, like, feed him so that he could maintain control over his powers. So, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's meant to be used in tandem with uh, by someone else that Mm. maybe their weakness is that they have to expel a certain amount of energy by changing the molecules. Yeah, it's very possible. Because it is, it's the, it's the exact same, uh, yeah, uh, the dark force is what Cloak taps into for his teleportation, uh, and Dagger is the light force, so they're the complete opposite ends, but, uh, yeah, so uh, that's weird <laughs> to think of as, like, trying to think of energy absorption for that, because it's a dimensional thing, but we'll figure it out. Right now, I like to think of this, that, yes, I am producing dark force but i don't know how to contain and control the amount that i let out i just love yet. how like friendly and confused you're playing your character like he's like I- i'm not really doing this oh my god here it comes again <laughs> like i love that <laughs> yeah when i came in i told everybody the appearance of my character looks just like me in real life <clears throat> but his uh because of the dark force that he produces and how dangerous it is he's always afraid of what's going on he's just because fucking waiting for it to triggered in again. some way and the dark force comes out you know all of a sudden it's just like oh fuck what have i done he could end up killing someone yeah so he's very nervous all the time until i raise i've decided that because my dark force generation power is at 50 right now that's so good i think i think as soon as i get it to about 65 mm. then i'll have a lot more control over it maybe, maybe it'll be like instead of uh, was it four, five, six? You have control. It's three, four, five, six. You have control. Oh yeah. See, there you go. That's even a better. That's a much better uh, idea. Yeah. One, two, three. I control four, five, six. I lose control. Yeah. And then like, and I'm as you as you like level that up, maybe it's like one, two, three, four. You're in control, and like uh, you're basically like diminishing the amount that you are not in control. Yeah like that yeah because i mean it still throws the randomness in there it still allows you to have that like self-imposed uh weakness but at the same time it's like this is a mechanical way to show your progression which i think that Mm -hmm. that that's always that's always a fun thing um 
I mean, I, I'm a huge fan and advocate of introducing like a magic item at like the beginning of a campaign that like it slowly gets better over time if you actually commit to it. Um, That's one that Dave and I have talked about quite a bit on the show as well. If you're going to do magic items, uh, if you're going to do a lot, make them all very mediocre. But if you're just going to do a few, have it so as soon as they get it, there's going to be something about it that they want to hold on to that thing for yep. fucking ever. Like if they get a magic sword, there better be something about it that just says, this is the one. I want this the entire time. But uh, like with ICRPG, if you read through that, it's because it's not based mm. on levels. It's based on loot, really. Oh, interesting. There is ways to yeah. level up, but it's more based on, uh, they call it horizontal leveling because it's based on loot. You get new shit all the time, but none of it is really extravagant. Like you might get a plus one to something with this, with these gauntlets that you're wearing, and they're going to be replaced at some point, unless that is just where you want it to be. Uh, I have not. Well, let's see what is. Oh, I'm so not, leveling sure up. Have you guys surprised. looked into leveling up in the Marvel role playing <laughs> game yet? No. <clears throat> no, it's. Because it's I, I've read over it, and I still don't understand. You have your advancement pool yeah, karma, yeah. and then you have your actual karma. And I don't know the Neither difference yet. There might not be a difference. Don't. I don't think there is a difference. I think you might have to take your advancement pool karma to replenish. Yeah, to replenish your actual karma pool. <clears throat> but uh, so later on, what you can do is you can use your advancement pool karma to uh either open up new powers like with dark force generation i got a big old list of shit flight what is it i can do anything uh from dark force manipulation except for teleport which kind of sucks i wanted that but you know i can do flight i can do something else something else something else something else and i can keep picking from these i have i don't think it did have anything like that no it's a pretty like it's like a really short little blurb on my power because it's just like well you're really aware of what's happening around you you know like all it says yeah <laughs> uh that and the body armor one like i have body armor you have uh rob has a body armor type thing i know that we can raise it a little bit because that is just such craziness. Like the body armor thing I was reading it at the game. It's like you took this much damage. Like let's say you took 25 points of damage, but my body armor, that's just on all the time. I got body armor 30. So I just negate 30 points of damage every single time, which is, I guess, okay, super villains are going to have. Mm -hmm. But literally, they'd have to hit you hard enough to just outright kill Liam to even yeah. damage you. Because Liam would just die, probably, from that hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? How many hit points you got, Liam? 44. So there's a tiny window. Yeah, I could probably take hurt two, and not two kill Liam, but Liam would be, like, on his deathbed by that hit, you know? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking over this uh, really quickly, and, uh, yes, by upgrading uh, my things, uh, it basically just gives me more volume uh, of mass that I can, I can affect. Um, something relatively interesting. The that radius I was, which I was aware. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Is that the radius will go up? Yeah. So it for me, it would just be like 
uh, yeah, like I would be able to eventually affect more mass uh, and convert it into more things. Uh, so like apparently a fist sized rock uh, can be converted it into a gas mixture that can fill a room. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, that's at the that's at Not the power bad. level that I currently have. So, uh, but unfortunately, uh, unless I feel like making chlorine gas, I'm not going to be too. So I have I have, I have a question for each of you. Same question. <laughs> what do you hope for from this game for your character? Like, what do you do? You have hopes, or you're like, oh, I'm just going to see what happens? Because that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I had hopes a little bit, and then I was, saw the first session. I was like, holy shit! I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. There is a lot of, uh, because we have so many wild cards in the group, like you, me, Liam, Carolyn, I could see us all getting along real well, but we don't know EJ and fuck, what's Avery. the other guy's name? Avery, uh, so well. I don't know. Avery was carrying the party, really. I mean, that's true. That is true. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, but what I, what I want, <clears throat> is for us to form our group and just make our way up in the New York scene uh, and then possibly just start interacting with other characters. Because, uh-huh, you know, you want to, like, meet fucking war freak with any game I'm in. <laughs> as soon as we start, like, yeah, I want to interact with the, the heroes yeah, that I know cool. from my childhood. But that's about it. I would like us all to come together to make an actual team. I, I really want to convince Spencer that Harvey's better at dodging stuff than the average Joe because of his environmental awareness. Because that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And when he said I couldn't do it, I was like, oh, I don't even want to be like, he just doesn't get hit. I just want to like slide that skill thing over a couple for my dodge because of my power, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. A column shift. Yeah. What's your range again? I have 30. Uh, The power is 30. So I think it's, it's pretty big around me. Is it like, like, did he say like three no, blocks or something like that? I can teleport someone. I'm not really sure on mine. We'd have to look at it. I think it's right. probably like 50 or 60 feet from my guy or something. You know, it's supposed to be like a bubble. Yeah, dude, if you have like environmental awareness, it, like if somebody's aiming a gun at you within that range, I should you know. Just should and it would know. be a little easier for me to dodge, right? That's what I yeah. think. It's like spider I'm going to have to try to talk to him about it like before we start. So it's not like mid combat. I'm like, yo, I think I should dodge better. But like, I kind of do. <laughs> yeah what do you think liam what is uh your thoughts of uh the future for your character and the game uh i mean as always i um in the like five minutes that i had to write a backstory for my character like for yeah, some strange like <laughs> i just like as soon as i got the powers i started thinking like okay who is this person and i was like okay i i have a name i have a superhero name I have a backstory, and my backstory is I'm from a rural area, and then I moved to the city after giving myself cyborg superpowers, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's a lot of, like, this place is like a food desert because there's just not a lot going on here. So I'm like, well, you know, I can probably start a community garden or something. So that's it. My whole goal is just to, like, help the poor feed themselves easily. But you yourself are That's it. That's my goal. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm the only one of you, like, with a steady job because I need to. I own my own private investigation <laughs> firm. And it's and not, not extremely successful, but that. I think I have a slightly more resources than you. <laughs> I'm a 10 yeah. and you're a no, four Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, exactly. Yeah, no. And, uh, but 
I think the weird part about that is like he scattershotted all these like numbers to me. So I'm still not entirely sure that I wrote down all the stuff that he told me that I needed to. I actually think my resources are by default supposed to be slightly higher because I'm a cyborg. But it doesn't matter anymore because we're already past that point. And I was like, I tried to talk to him mm -hmm. about it too. I was like, you said a lot of things very quickly during character creation. <laughs> I did not get all of that. I know. And you guys even had, you guys had a session zero that I couldn't be, uh, be a, and I didn't even know that you guys actually started like the game. Uh, but as soon as I got there, Spencer started talking about, oh, well, last time they started doing this thing with the cops and blah, blah, blah. I was like, holy fuck, I didn't know you guys were actually going to start. But uh, yeah, can, just fill me in because nobody actually filled me in on what happened that first oh, session. Um, literally, I'm a garbage person. And <laughs> I'm a sanitation engineer. There you go. Why he doesn't know what's going there on. you go. The only <laughs> thing Liam says about it. Well, I'm a garbage person. <laughs> No, oh, I mean, like, literally, my job is working for the Department of Sanitation. Uh, and so I was on loan to New York University. Uh, and uh, I was, for some strange reason, even though I'm, like, supposed to be on a truck, uh, I am just acting as a janitor. Uh, but um, the professor that is the reason that Avery is a skeleton, uh, but also... No, but also Owns is this up, yes, which was Dr. actually Syrup. Dr. Steve, but then Dr. Oh, session two was changed yeah. to Dr. Syrup. Dr. Oh. Steven Syrup. There you go. Like, let's just, there you go. Dr. <laughs> Steven Syrup. Um, when tapping into the powers of the inner man, uh, awoke the beast. Uh, anyway, um, I mean, calling him Syrup. Why aren't we calling him Dr. Honey? Because he was stung by bees. Come on. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Long story short, the guy that owns Carolyn's character and the guy that is the reason for Avery's character being the way he is uh, was uh, murdered by bee stings. And um, I was the uh, the first person to mm -hmm. give then, a oh, shit. Connor, Connor came by right as you found him and he was like, oh, I'm not dealing with that. And he just kept going. I was like, can you just call an ambulance? Well, he said, and he's yeah, like, yeah, mm. yeah, I'll call an ambulance. For he's sure. Like, you had no confidence in him. And so... You went inside to call. No, not at all. And then Connor went to the bar yeah. and went to the bar and he walked in and he said, he kind of mentioned it to the bartender and the bartender was like, I don't want to talk about this stuff at all. The bartender was like, dude, this is not my problem. All right. Leave me out of this. And then I come into the bar and I hear him talking about it. And he's like, yeah, there's a guy in an alley. And I'm like, there's a guy in an alley. I got to go see. Uh, I'll see if he's okay. You know, and I, so I run out the door and Connor tells me where to go, but he doesn't come with. And then I bump into, I'm there and the guy's dead. He is dead. I get there, he's dead, and Liam's yeah. not there. Liam's inside, and he's meeting with Carolyn's character and Avery's character, who are talking about Avery's condition. Because she's like yeah. a therapist robot. She's a robot. I mean, uh, that's who... I know, dude. So, wait, yeah, so Carolyn yeah. is Liam's a robot. A cyborg. A person a robot. cybernetically changed himself. You're cyborg. Oh. Person. Yeah. Right. Okay, and then EJ, EJ is, a, is weird a robot so, or artificial intelligence in a, a magically created supercomputer that has the soul of a person inside of them that created homunculus bodies that they use as an avatar mm -hmm. to interact. But the, with the body rest itself, of the, world. the avatar, EJ's character, is a regular dude with very low stats. He's just really rich. 
Yeah, and if he dies, it, like he'll come Very back low. as another one. It'll probably take weeks to ship a new one over or whatever, you know. But like, yeah, he just gets a new body. Gone. He's this computer in Ireland or something, and he's really rich. Yeah, he's a, ma- yes, a wizard a created wizard created hey. the, the thing. <laughs> a, a supercomputer. That it, it's it's an amazing backstory. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> you know, I was gonna say, how can you tell when this game was made? Just this sounds like it was in the. Co- even from the comics in the eighties, this still sounds. This, this sounds like, like this sounds like the backstory to like us, like an episode of Thundar the Barbarian. Anyway, so okay, I show up. There's a body, and then Liam comes out, and he's bringing. He's got Carolyn's character and Avery's character. The four of us are standing there by the body. The cops show up, and then Connor comes back out of the bar, and he's like, "Oh man, there's cop cars now," and he wants to get a look. And so he goes over to take a look, and we end right then. Right is also. Not, not right then. First, Connor pisses off the cops. He's not very... Yo, he, yeah. he got in a big fight with the bartender. The bartender threatened to hit him with a bat and stuff. And then and then he came over and got in an argument with the cops. For a guy with low physical stats and stuff, he's really cocky. He is. It's funny. I think it's funny. Yeah, and he's rich. Yeah, because he's, he's rich. Because he's, uh-huh. he's rich. I mean, it, mm-hmm. that tracks. And apparently, like, drugs and alcohol work because he does them. Um... My guy is a is a is a private eye who got burned by some sort of radioactive chemical and it gave him powers and like thick skin and uh, he was an undercover cop when it happened and now he's it now he's a private dick. Yeah, totally. you're, you're the toxic but also Avenger like ha- like Marv from Sin City a little bit and it's literally yeah. Thick, when he says he's got thick skin, it's really skin. thick skin. Like it's because it like burned and the gnarled, toxic you know, Marvenger. The toxic Marvenger. Yeah. Yeah, I can. But yeah, he can take a punch. I'm like my that. own walking uh, film noir movie. You know, like he's, I love, I like thinking that he looks kind of black and white when you see him too. <laughs> like his clothing and his shade is a little. <laughs> yeah, he kind of has I, that on look. the other hand, will crumble like paper. Uh, a strong gust of wind can probably take me out. Yeah, what is your uh, what is your power score? Uh, twenty, so it's not even that great. Gee, yeah, yikes. Yeah, I got lucky on mine. Like all my other stats are pretty low, other than my intuition and my dark force generation score is really. Yeah, good. you think that you having like a like a low, uh, I guess reasoning. That's the that's the intelligence score. Um, mine is also not that great, <laughs> which I'm like. That's it's, weird. I mean, I, I'm a cyborg, and I did it to myself. So, like, I feel like I should be. I got twenties and thirties on everything, powers, Jesus attributes, Christ. everything. So I'm like I'm middle of the pack in general. You know what I mean? Except for my thick skin, which is actually typical. It's lower than oh. I look at this. I'm a I'm a doctor in physics, and my reasoning. I'm just looking at it now. Is a three. Hey man, that's because you put in the work. Yeah, I got a typical reasoning. But I have an amazing intuition with a 46 because I initially rolled a 98. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah, I got uh, I've got great health. I got 90 hit points. And my resources are pretty good. Excellent at 20. I mean, this is uh this is an opportunity. Like this whole time I was like wondering, like, well, there's not really much I can do. Uh like I was the whole reason that I wanted to get arrested is like I want this encounter mm-hmm. to be over sooner. Like 
that was it. I was like, I, I will get myself out of jail. I just need this encounter to be over because I am useless here. I think I think you should try a whole bunch of stuff that you only can maybe justify and see if he'll let you do it. And then if your character dies being too crazy with her power, maybe you'll get a better power in your next character. You know, this is a 1980s role-playing game. He's expecting to kill a few of us. Like, flat out. Spencer is planning on killing some of us. He's he is, not he planning is. on making us all into epic heroes someday. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> that first session was any, any, like, how many times did he just shoot Avery? Like, Avery shot so many times. Oh, yeah, dude. Avery got fucked. And that's what you were talking about. Avery carried it. I think Liam actually did really good as you were, yeah, you were changing like changing the chains on the handcuffs into a fucking race or whatever, as uh, you're helping free everybody. And then Avery was, he was just like grabbing motherfuckers and teleporting them all over the place. And then, yeah, EJ, he didn't really do fuck all. I called my driver. That's all I can do. Really? You know, <laughs> that's all I can do. I'm sorry. I'm just rich. <laughs> I'm just rich. I'll take a bullet to the face because I was like going to escape. I was going to make it out in the very beginning. I jumped on a fire escape ladder and I was like, you know what? Marv was like, oh, I mean, here, uh, Harvey's like, get out of here. I'm going to get out of here. It's cops everywhere. But like, then everybody was in trouble and I had to save my new friends. You know, that's why I jumped down to try to save my new friends. Mm -hmm. All right. So guys here on the show, <clears throat> we have a little segment. Fuck it or feel it. It's called, are you fucking it or are you feeling it? And uh, this is when we talk about new stuff that we're doing. And if we're just going to say, fuck it, or, yeah, man, I'm feeling it. I want to keep going. So uh, for the last little bit here of the show, I want to know, Liam, Marvel role-playing, 1986, fuck it, or are you feeling it? Oh, uh, no, I got to say fuck it, dude. <laughs> it's, it's a convoluted system. Okay. It's strange and weird. I give it, I, I would definitely say, like, check it out. I just don't know if it is necessarily for me. Uh, my opinion could change, but right now I'm just like, this just seems unnecessarily complicated. All right, Rob, fuck it. Or are you feeling it? I'm saying fuck it. And mostly for the same reason, but it's also just like, I think it's a little too random. What you get and what you can do with your guy is limited so much by getting a bad random role on mm -hmm. it that like, I'm in, I'm enjoying playing with you guys because it's you guys and because Spencer's there and stuff and he's really fun. But like, as far as like telling everyone in the world, go out and play this game, I'm gonna be like, nah, <laughs> you don't mm -hmm. gotta do this. Yep, I am going to be on that same side at the at the time right now. I'm saying fuck it, just because for as simple as they want it to be, they made it way too fucking just convoluted. The rules are a little too convoluted. The roles are a little too convoluted. I can't get behind it just yet. I am having fun hanging out with you guys and Spencer is doing his best. And I, I want to see where this is going to go. Just the system and the rolling, it just kind of irks me a little bit. So I'm afraid that's a, that's three for three. Fuck it's uh, 1986 Marvel's super power, whatever superhero game. I did start looking into the new Marvel RPG that they put out where it's somewhat similar. They got rid, rid of a phase rip. And now it's just Marvel, M-A-R-V-E-L. And uh, I think you use more D6s instead of the percentiles uh, because I know that you do get a critical hit if you roll a 616. That's funny. If anybody I knows like that. that. 
if you guys are Marvel fans and you know that the the world that the main world where the stories come from is Earth 616. So I thought that was kind of interesting that if you roll the 616, that you get a critical oh, hit. That... But I haven't looked into it enough, and I know that Spencer is going to. When I brought that up, and I said, if you roll a 616, you get a critical, he was like, mm -hmm. maybe I should look actually, into th this. That, that actually makes for something really cool. Like uh, uh, if you were to do different settings for all of the different universes, and then you roll like that number for what it is, like, 1492 mm -hmm. uh you know you're playing in like the uh like the colonial uh era version that had Steve, uh had, that had rajas uh the captain america that went back in time and peter parkour uh or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. dude uh, um, across the multiverse campaign sounds kind of exciting dude, exiles yeah you could do a bunch of weird stuff you know you go to the the pig spider-man world or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean no definitely that that was gonna be my next thing like if you did like an exiles campaign like each character has like a different number that they crit on because they just don't come from the same universe oh because they came yeah, from that would be universes. that would be oh, awesome that would be fucking yeah. cool that would be actually very cool but i think uh that's gonna bring it down uh, to the end of the show so uh First of all, thank you to the guests that have come on. Lee and Rob, you're going to hear their names a lot more coming up because we talk about them quite often on the show. But uh, if you guys out there, if we're wrong, if we said some stupid shit about Marvel role-playing and you're just like, fuck you, you're fucking wrong, you don't know what you're talking about, send it to inside the GM studio at gmail.com and let us know so we can talk about it later. But uh, I think for this week, that's going to be a podcast. I've been your host, Matt. Hey, I've been Rob Bell. Thanks for having me. I have been and always will be. Liam, have a good night. A good night.